Everyone runs away from pain, dodging the truth it comes with. But you are done with limiting your greatness in the shackles of fear. You see fuel in the fire. You taste ripe fruit in real answers. You move to the drums with wild expression. Enter From Pain to Gain, the podcast about identifying pain so you can ultimately gain health and wealth. Because without identifying a mountain, how can you climb it? Here's your host, Ivan Alpha. Welcome back to From Pain to Gain. I'm Ivan, and here's my guest, Ravi. My God, what, what an amazing brother. I met this man a few years ago at Soli Business, and his intensity just really stood with me to this day. And basically, he has an amazing story of how he overcame uh, not wanting to proceed in life anymore. And so I'll let you tell his story, but what stood out to me is how much a fire he has to, uh, there's like a light constantly emitting from this guy. So the intensity is something I wanted to share, but also his story, which is amazing. He re recently started releasing songs too, um, plans to release, what, 14 more through your companies or organizations. Starting, our, uh, you started an IT company, you had plans to start a church, uh, you started a school in India. Uh, what else? There's just so many things you're doing all the time. <laughs> I have an international ministry uh -huh. and um, I'm an IT professional, I'm a marketplace professional, so I coach mentor a lot of people as well. Yeah. So that, that throws a lot of opportunities to me, meet a lot of amazing people just like you brother. Thank you, Robbie. God has been so nice. Yes, indeed. So, Ravi Mandari, welcome, and let's get started into From Pain Again. So, the CAGE acronym for those that need a quick little reminder is complacency, atrophy, guilt, and escape. So, in your path towards, you know, not wanting to live as fiercely as you live to the here today, what, what did your life look like before that moment? Well, could you kind of describe that journey? I was born and grew up in a very orthodox, uh, non-Christian family, um, very strict parenthood, and uh, where I mean, I was born and grew up in a very middle-class family. So for us, education is the only mean which can bring me out of, brought me out of this uh, middle-class. Right. So you know, like many children, so I was so studious, so studious, and followed all the religious practices, uh, but still, it was. Uh, Outside world, I look like so successful, but if you see deep inside my heart, there is a lot of vacuum, mm -hmm. a lot of pain, a lot of a lot of suffering, and a lot of anxious because it's like a never-ending chasing for approval from family, approval from the society, approval from the community. It's all about chasing more, more. And there was a point in my life it was too heavy. The yoke is too heavy. So you were constantly seeking approval. Does that mean you faced a lot of abandonment, rejection growing up? Uh, it's about the community, peer pressure, you know, a lot of uh, competition going on, you know, because, you know, um, I studied in one of the prestigious universities as I studied engineering. But, you know, uh, it's, it's all about peer pressure and community pressure, and family pressure, so like performing very well. So there was a point actually I burned myself totally. So, yeah. Okay. And what, where was this? 
when that was taking place? Was that in, where you were still in India or was it here? I was in India. Okay. Yeah. I was born and grew up in India. It happened uh, okay. in India before 2000. Okay, gotcha. And so you moved over here at what, what year? Uh, I moved to States in 2006. Okay. Yeah. In between, I was in Sweden. Oh. I studied my master's in Sweden. Okay. 2004, 2006, two years. Okay. Yeah. And tell us about that and uh, what sort of pain did you experience in the transition? To those, so having a good friend, a godly friends, godly uh, fellowship, godly community is a really, really important in life. I did not have it. Okay. So for us, I was religious, following a non-Christian Hindu religion, but it was predominantly um, you know rituals. You keep practicing stuff, all the other stuff in the books, uh, but if you see deep inside, there was there was not so much fellowship, and uh, I could count on somebody as my mentor, uh, you know. A, a brother, a spiritual brother, who I trust on, who I can share my stuff with. Mm -hmm. So there was a point in my life, um, I was so heavy on my own, I was, I decided to end it, everything, I decided to end my life. Mm -hmm. But um, the story did not stop there. Actually, the story, my, my life actually started there because I experienced Christ, uh, the way to do that crazy stuff. And God used the poorest people in Indian spectrum to ministry three weeks. Slum people, the people who live in the slum, very poor neighborhood, they took care of the three weeks. Wow. Through their lives, I came to Christ because you know they were poor. They were untouchable caste, outcast. In India, we have a caste system, so they were the lowest caste spectrum. But, uh, they were very rich, very rich in pray for each other, sharing each other, you know, uh, rally around each other and you know, give like, you know, comforting, you know, pray for each other. So mm -hmm. that was the first thing I really experienced. Like the early church and the acts. Correct. They were really intense and loving on each other. Just sharing everything, what are little things they have. Yeah, figuring it all out Correct. together. Yeah. Uh, that must have been beautiful. Very beautiful. That, that was a life-changing experience. Yeah. So in India, everything happened in India. Yeah, if, I know it's a very delicate subject, but like without going into too many deals, because I don't want to also you know resurface things, or I want to respect your family too. But like, what were like the things that triggered that dark moment? Could you maybe elaborate on maybe two or three things so that folks that may be going through something similar could also try to be like, oh, I'm going through something similar. Maybe I need to detour here. So God created all of us to be in a fellowship, to grow together, like iron sharpens iron. Uh -huh. But I missed that part before I came to Christ. So most of the things out of surface, I was religious, I was friends, I was talking to people. But as a spiritually, spiritually, as we need a spiritual food for our soul, right? So I missed that part. So all my studies, my battles were like my, my battles, my yoke was heavy. So. When I had a struggles, I did not know where to go. When I had an emotional heaviness in my heart, I did not know where to go. So it was pretty much like our initial Israeli friends. They were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. It was my situation. Many years, many years actually. It was like I was very harsh with myself. And I was I was, I was, was making circles, circles, circles. <laughs> so it's like a whirlpool. The more and more circles you make, and you will be going deep, deep, deep inside that. Okay. So that was my situation. But when I came to know Christ, so my yoke is right. And uh, now I am 45. I am doing many things in my life. 
at the age of 45 which i could not do when i was 20 when i was in 20s which i could not do when i was in 30s because it's always about me 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 yeah. my yoke was heavy now it is but christ he is there my yoke is light yeah it is all about him him yeah you know what stood out to me when i met you was like right after solely business which is already a pretty intense weekend let's let's be real like god shows up in a very real way this man said oh you know what uh right after this i'm going to go speak for a church and i was like what are you talking what <laughs> like you need to like take a, a break like most guys are like really you know taken aback about what happens that weekend but you were like no i got things to do for jesus and so that stood out to me but to uh go back so would you say it was something like the emotional heaviness was around loneliness or like maybe checklist based living like you said religious like i'm just living for checklist constantly have things spinning like that things that perhaps don't even mean much to me right like they're just spinning because i'm like appeasing other people or stuff like that is that what you would kind of categorize those things into like loneliness checklist checklist based living yeah loneliness and um, i never personally enjoy one on one relationship with god christ lord you know uh, so once i came to know christ he totally transformed my life i was very harsh with myself and i was very critical with myself and i had friends but you know the relationship was always fragile and suspicious there was no trust in between okay. so and i was following religious spectrum but i never truly enjoy the relationship part i was missing the relationship part but i was religious following all the rituals and religious so but when i came to christ it was totally different paradigm shift so now it is not a religion i follow christ but even i don't want to be religious right now i want to be in a relationship with my god yeah and who is my dad so he is my upper father if i have any pain i know where to go if i need a guidance i know where to go. Yeah. if i have a joy i know who to share with and the biggest biggest thing christ changed me in my life is he totally showed me that what a good friend i can be myself through christ so earlier i was very critical with myself and i was i was using every possible opportunity to hurt myself very critical with myself but when i came to christ i, I got that peace of mind then i start enjoying you know fellowship with myself along with Christ in me you know the holy spirit yeah so you didn't because you were so critical with yourself you didn't quite know how to i guess love on yourself yeah it was like hurting myself all yeah. the time now it is like i am in full peace with myself and sometimes i was i was afraid to be alone in the past but now sometimes i really longing to be alone because you know now i have many things going on sometimes i was like god oh, give me some time for myself because i want to have you know the peace enjoy the god's presence and have some meditation and quiet time yeah because god give the peace in life yeah it makes me think of a few days ago i was in a, a men's group and a guy said you know i could live my life like a checklist and say for my week oh i didn't drink beer i didn't smoke weed until saturday night and i got everything done that i wanted to i did the right things at work did went to the gym i uh, did x y and z and so now uh, this is okay well 
you would think that would bring joy and goodness, but actually it did not bring him any, yeah. anything. <laughs> it yeah. brought in, in fact, the opposite. Yeah. Instead, he actually came to the epiphany. What if instead of living like a checklist, I could actually have a love for myself to have a relaxation day, even leading up to Saturday, or having another way to love on myself, uh, love the others around me, that actually brings me joy, fulfillment, like actually spending time with somebody I love, a best friend, etc. Uh, so definitely connects the way you just said, brother. Thank you. And uh, you know, could you drive further into that transition point? Like, uh, was there anything else aside from the, the that beautiful group of people that Jesus showed up in another way? So I was I was totally anti-Christian and you know um, anti-Christ and uh, very religious. But you know, during I, while I was going through the rough patch in my life, so miraculously those people got into my life. Mm-hmm. By observing their life, I start thinking and questioning the way I was living. You know, the lot of questions came up, pop up in my mind. So why I was so unsick, you know, so insecure in respect of my studies, whatever it is. But these people, they they don't have Medicare, they don't have social security, they don't have any insurance. But those people are really happy, joyful. So then I realized that the material stuff cannot bring us peace and joy. It's all about how we are connected spiritually with God. So that that's a transformation phase in our life. But I start asking God, God, if you are the true God, speak to me personally, one-on-one speak to me. Assure me that you take care of me. You will lead me from you. Because my soul was so anxious. I was I was a very anxious person. But after that, God started feeling peace in me. It's not like immediate act of transformation. It's not a switch. It took a really good amount of time. But one step at a time, God totally uh, started changing my life. Uh, the people who have known me for last 20 years, they know me before 20 years and now they know me. Now many uh, many people, they they they're really surprised actually because they're like, wow, what a transformation. No. Because this is not about me, it's all about him, the Christ who worked. Yeah. And depression gone, anxiety gone, all the stuff is gone, you know, self-beating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all about That's awesome, bro. So I think we've just stepped into the atrophy section, which is where you kind of start to identify things like you just described, like, oh man, I've been living like this for years. Sounds like maybe decades, right, at that point? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you identify over time, depression, anxiety, insecurities. Self-beating. Self-beating. Could you elaborate on how these things came, like one step at a time, how they came about specifically? Could you remember one of those examples? For example, insecurity, how did that come up as like, oh, this is something. Was it when you were maybe comparing, even though we're not supposed to compare with others? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, India is very competitive, very competitive. We grew up with the competition. So, so we always compare with people. There is a lot of competition, right? So you compare with people. But you know, as long as the competition is healthy, that is okay. But if it goes beyond that, it will take a toll of our life, stress, anxiety, you know, um, that's out of control. Right? Yeah. 
So after I came to know Christ, uh, the first thing happened is it took some time. It's not immediate, but it took some time. Uh, God started talking to me. So you know, I I I used to meditate God. I used to cry to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I used to ask the God. So the first thing happened is He restored peace in my heart. Mm-hmm. Then He made myself very transparent with myself, not denying anything. Just God, I'm going through this thing. Yeah. So He gave me wisdom through the Holy Spirit. First to identify what struggles I have, inner struggles in myself. So one of the things is like a lack of self-esteem. Second thing is self-beating. Third thing is insecure, anxious about future. What will happen in the future? So and uh, I was very introvert, and my people skills were not good. Okay. So all these things actually, you know, I list out all of it, and I pray pray to the Lord one by one. It took really good amount of time, but actually God delivered me out of it. It's beautiful. So it sounds like crying out, asking, asking, fasting, asking, fasting, and were great techniques to a part of your uh, acknowledging. Yeah, I guess the guilt you had around all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so when you say he spoke to you, could you elaborate on? The different ways he speaks to you. God can speak through different ways. Um, he spoke to me through the word, God's word. When I was depressed, when I was anxious, even I became a Christian. You know, it was many times as well. Yeah. But you know, that time it was the intensity was not as bad as in the past. Slowly, slowly, the intensity became like a so thin film. Okay. So it's not going to bother me anymore. Sometimes you know we get oh sad, depressed. That's normal. But I. I bounce back very quickly. Yeah. Earlier it used to be months, days, years. Yeah. Now if I get any pain, I, I'm sure I will bounce back in few minutes. Yeah. Because I pray and I immediately ask God give me a solution for that. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, God spoke to me in a different ways. Um, the first thing I do generally whenever I need His answer, I fast. Okay. I fast. I, I keep pressing on it. Keep asking him. So either God speaks through the, through His word by the word. So, like, see, I was very anxious. Yeah. Psalm twenty three one. We all know the Lord is my shepherd. I, I shall not want. Right. We might have all of us. We might have read like hundreds of times. But that given day when my heart was so anxious, God spoke to me through the same word. The same day I took that decision. Okay, love your nation. And what I mean is, yeah. So was there are also moments where somebody else facilitated, maybe a pastor or an elder, a communication from God? Yeah, many times God spoke through friends, spoke to pastors, uh, spoke, he spoke to me through situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, many things happened in my life. One situation. When I was in Sweden, I applied for the job in US. My immigration, I have to apply for immigration papers. They did not go through well. You know, there is something called RFE, request for more information. We did not go through well. I was so depressed. And I was putting newspaper in the Swedish one area in the morning, summertime. So uh, I could not move my hand, leg section because I was so depressed. I was so heavy. Wow. My heart was heavy. So I drop everything and there is a church and the church steps 
I just kneeled down and prayed and cried to the Lord. The church was closed. That was morning four o'clock. It's a Swedish summer, so we have like midnight summer, like it was Alaska, Sweden. They have like midnight summer. You can start seeing the sunlight when it was even three o'clock. Okay. Midnight summer. In summertime, they have long summers. So after I opened my eyes on the steps, I cried. My heart was with me. So I saw a point. That is a U.S. day. Mm. First time in my life I saw a U.S. day. That happened in Sweden. That happened in the small city. One corner of the city. At morning four o'clock I was finished. <laughs> so I'm just throwing an example. I mean, it doesn't mean that you know we we should always rely on the signs and wonders. But yeah, uh, of course. It happened because my heart was so anxious, and God spoke to me in God we trust. He reminded me that oh, yeah. what we trust in. After that. Miraculously, my all my immigration issues cleared, and I'm here. Now I'm a citizen. So I mean, I'm throwing one example, but it's millions of things happened in my life. Wow, you just covered a lot of amazing ground. Oh my goodness, where do I start? Oh, so a lot of folks don't realize, but even the people literally physically with Jesus didn't really trust them until several years into his ministry. So to also expect. Uh, God to always do something immediately or like, of course, like you said, not accept, uh, expect signs and wonders. He's not a puppet to be just manipulated. So he won't always do that, but when he does, it is pretty awesome. And it's, it speaks to the urgency of what he's trying to say. Matter of fact, we had a little message from God here this morning. There was a shelf that uh, fell down over there. I can just go ahead and rotate the camera real quick. And you can see the metal bar, it fell down. <laughs> and I'll post a picture here in this moment. The only frame that stood up was one that said, I got this, dash God. And so God was showing how he's in charge of things. And he's, he's a sovereign God. Um, every other frame, every other paper fell down except that one. <laughs> so it was awesome. Thanks, God. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So... You know, you just covered a whole lot of ground. The one that stood out to me in terms of something that also could help somebody is that you literally had physical uh, freezing going on. Your legs couldn't move. So that's something to note, too. If your your body is starting to experience freezing, lack of movement, it may be time to try something more extreme to get into a re healing, into recovery. You also mentioned... Uh, your bouncing back abilities. So this, of course, gradually happens. So it's also something to note. Don't expect things to just bounce back immediately. Yeah. Especially other when you're talking about if you're in a marriage, you can't expect somebody to move at the same pace you do. I I remember an example I talked to my therapist about is that a major reason why my wife and I have a different degree of tolerance in terms of stress and triggers is because I grew up in a household where yelling and abuse, like verbal abuse was a, a regular thing. Emotional abuse was a regular thing. So when I act out in a similar way, I don't, you know, maybe I'll yell twice a year uh, or have some degree of dismissiveness, you know, a few times a year. Well, guess what? That's 1% of you know, what I dealt with. So I'm like, this is reasonable. I'm expressing myself. But then we compare it to her life. 
where she didn't experience any of that. That is a massive chasm. So there's there's something to also acknowledge there. When you're bouncing back, you're not going to be at the same level as somebody else. And it's a gradual thing. Uh, another technique, you know, you mentioned now it takes you a few minutes to uh, heal from pain. Um, I'm still kind of working through that, but I'm glad the other day I realized my maturity and, and the work I've done. <laughs> there was a, a situation where I couldn't get a car to work because one of our cars was sitting for several months and I had to go get the emission done. Of course, the car didn't jump until several jumps in. The battery, when I got there, of course, it needed to jump again, so I needed to get somebody else. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so frustrating. I got to get to a property. <laughs> but I, I kept saying to myself, one thing at a time. And then, like, five years ago, just think, I, I would not have done that. I would have just been losing my mind. But it just speaks to the maturity and the work we do with God um, and the things that God gives us, like therapy and stuff like that, to work through things. So that was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so guilt. Um, any, anything else you want to share before we jump into the final phase of this, which is the escape portion? Around the guilt section, or are you get ready to move on to the escape and really dive deep into that? Yeah, um, to, to escape pain, I used to I used to escape things, to avoid things actually. But God showed me an example through Joshua. He gave me, he showed me an example through Joshua. Okay. Uh, See, Joshua time it was totally unsettled, but still Joshua and Caleb, they choose to follow the God's word and, you know, go into the, you know, Canaan land and stand for Christ, right? stand for God, right? Mm -hmm. The same thing God showed me that, hey, Rabbi, this is an example I wanted to be Joshua in life. So that's why I start changing myself, like, just actually facing, facing the issues mm -hmm. instead of you know, escaping or avoiding the pain. Yeah. So that is, that is a big change in and uh, one morning in my devotion, God uh, showed me that, Rabbi, if you are alive, and if you are awake in the morning, and if you are alive, these all things comes into the prayer. You know, God speak to you, find you to God speak. Yeah. So God told me that if you are awake, and if you are alive, you have the life which is a precious than anything in the world. So, Rizzo is 30 times. Rizzo is 30 times. And God told me that every little blessing you have in your life, cup of water, many people they don't have the luxury of having this clean water, drinking water. And God told me that every little thing, family, I have a child, family, child, job, something on the table, food to eat on the table, and his clothes. So every little blessing, nothing is nothing is less. Every little little detail blessing. Rejoice sixty times. And the most wonderful Thing God taught me in my life, rejoice every challenge in your life hundred times. Wow. So we are all called to be a fighters, a faithful warriors, servants of Christ. See, if something good happened, everybody celebrate. Everybody, any anybody in the world celebrate. Yeah. So there is we are not the chosen law. It's like we are like regular Lord. Yeah. If something, if lottery gets, everybody survive, celebrate. Yeah. You don't need a Christian, you don't need anybody, right? Yeah. So, but God told me, like Joshua, Joshua did not grumble, Joshua did not complain. When God said that, go to the Canaan land, irrespective of all those 
bad reports from the spies and the fellow people they were you know murmuring grumbling you know you know grumpy right but still joshua chose to follow the god's word and he cheerfully went forward so that's what said that if you have a challenge in your life if you are not go ahead and face it what kind of warrior you are if you see a dog and running away <laughs> that's a different kind of warrior but you know that is not the ministry god called god of us as it should so that that's a big change in the life so that's why you know it doesn't mean that go ahead get problems unnecessary <laughs> but definitely when something something a reasonable challenge comes into our mind face it let us face it so that god trained me that that's totally transformation of my life yeah that is so now i'm ready now i'm willing to take more chances yeah that's something i got to start doing i was like i was like so surprised because you know uh, i was struggling few areas in my life then god told me that as long as we are in this world as long as there's a human flesh we always have battles and the small battle big battle emotional battle spiritual you know whatever financial battles not what not right so you stop complaining about them and running away murmuring about it better you face them so better face them with his sword you know with his power not with our power because we are weak like a, like a david we are all shepherd boys <laughs> so but david you know beat the goliath yeah with god's because god already gave me victory at with his blessings did it anyways yeah like the one song says god brings me the head of my enemies and calls it my victory you know i feel called to just say switch up the way we end things could you speak to somebody that maybe working through that issue right now what you would tell them as you were closing out here today so my friends i would like to tell you if any time i am close to the god my heart is close to god he is in my pain and the suffering not in my success in success i say thank god praise god hallelujah but you know there is no deep no deep most of my words are from lip service i want to be honest with you i don't want to pretend anything but any time if i'm if i'm close to the god in my pain in my suffering my troubles so there is a reason there is a reason for every suffering every pain it's it's it's, it's not about us it's about his glory out of every pain out of every suffering when we conquer it it's not only about our individual battle battles we can actually encourage 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 many 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 people encourage many souls actually know that there are many people uh, much less fortunate than us many people still billions of people still they are making sentence either god can use you or me to give them a victory over their battles so there is a reason for the battles so embrace your battles indeed so charge this is challenge from pain to gain thank you so much robert for joining us and uh, i guess we'll see you on the next episode next y'all <laughs> Thank you. Okay, what were you saying? Uh, yeah. The biggest point in your life? Like, is I started my faith as an orphan because not many people are. Okay. But the biggest, biggest turning point in my life is time to time, time to time, time to time. God sent a lot of people in my life, including you, brother. Time to time, God sent a lot of, lot of wonderful people. Through them. 
God shaped my first life. So there is always a learning curve from anyone. God sends in your life. God sends people in your life and purpose. Yeah. If anybody spends any time on you, pray for you, that's so precious. Because nowadays in this world, people are lost. Nobody else. They get a lot of distractions. But if any spend, anybody can spend a few minutes for us, think about us, pray for us, so precious. So precious commodity in this world. Yes. People time. If anybody can spend some time for us. Because they drop something and they exclusively spend, spend that time God dropped with them. Yeah. So that's why that reverberates throughout the universe. That God taught me the person whoever God puts in my life, he or she doesn't have to be a wife, a mother, sister, a biological relation. It can be a random person. A random actually a random person shows kindness in our life. Actually, that is not so precious. Because in return, we may not give them anything in return. That's unconditional, like the gods. So that thought will change in my life. Yeah, God put a lot of people in the life. That's why now I told God, God told me, God taught me. I was like a puppy brother, crying puppy. Like, you know, I was. <laughs> so hold on right there, because I got to say what's going on. Uh, Welcome back to Propane Game. We had to extend this episode because of what happened after the scenes. Um, this guy just drops Syrian gems, so I had to tell him to stop. And <laughs> let's share some more with the people. So. We were talking about how I, at times, am frustrated with, I'll just leave it as a, a general person because I want, I want to protect them. Uh, how I'm frustrated they don't do what I want them to do. And they don't love me the way I want to be loved, you know. So how do you apply that? Let's just say it's whoever, you know. It could apply to anybody, really. Any family, friends. Friends, yeah. So what, what did you say that just... Like, I was just like, oh, hold on. Like, what? <laughs> Go ahead, share with the camera. Basically, I was, a, I was a totally insecure. Insecure person. So, I, I was looking at people for my emotional approval, emotional love. And I was banking other people. But the biggest, biggest thing happened in my life is God liberated me from the bondage. And God clearly showed me that His love, His grace, His love in my life. If I get a love from my friends, family, my extended family, or any random person, praise God! That is icing on the cake and that is a bonus. But my life is not meant to be further because the actual cake, actual love is the Lord and His grace in my life. That is enough. And He also taught me that I was. I was like a chicken heart. Like anything can could get me into person. Very scary person. And God taught me that. Be a lion hearted. Be the lion hearted. You are a lion. You are the lion. God taught me. You are the lion. Be the lion hearted. And his love is enough. His love is enough. And we are called to give. We are called to give. But we are not a puppy. Just looking around the people, looking at the community, looking at our whoever it is. Looking at them. Give me a biscuit. Yeah, give me a biscuit. <laughs> give me a biscuit. You know, give me a biscuit. You know, like love, their approval. We don't need it. If you get it, praise God. That's good. That's good. Good to have. But you know, your life has a purpose. The day until the day he calls us back to his glory. We have our life. We came to this earth for a unique purpose. And until the day he calls back, we have our path along with him. This grace is enough. 
and jubilated land. And that's a perfect way to conclude. Thank you so much for adding that extra tidbit. That was amazing. I want to hug this man, but there's tables and items in, in the middle of us. But also to speak to this power, we have only met like three times, maybe. Yeah, maybe two or three. Yeah, yeah. But that shows the, the, the light and meaning from this guy. So I'm just really glad he was able to make time for us today out of the many things he's doing. Uh, so yeah, thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode. For real, we're ending this time for real. <laughs> See ya. See ya.